Nicole Hemsoth, co-founder and co-editor, and your host for today's episode, which will focus on an effort to standardize key neural network features to make development and innovation easier and more productive. Here to talk about this today is Neil Trevitt, Vice President of the Developer Ecosystem at NVIDIA and President of the Kronos Group, an industry consortium focused on creating open standards for key technology areas. Many of you probably recognize this group from work on OpenCL, but the group's efforts extend far beyond that, now including, of course, neural networks. Hi, Neil. How are you? Hey, Nicole. I'm doing good. Thank you. So for those who aren't familiar, can you describe Kronos Group in a little bit more detail and tell us who the members are and what some of the big goals are? Sure. So uh, Kronos is a standards organization, and we're one of many standards organizations in the industry. Uh, we have a particular focus. We like to say we connect software to silicon. So we get involved with low-level APIs and file formats that are used to accelerate the most, we call it the most interesting parts of applications where you really need the silicon acceleration. So we focus on areas like 3D graphics, that's where we kind of started, uh, but now we do parallel computation, vision processing, and of course the latest is uh, neural network uh, processing. We're, we're an open organization, we're open to any company to join. All the standards that we create are royalty free uh, for the industry to use. Um, we have a very very well defined and proven multi-company governance model, so we're very democratic, it's one company, one vote, and people understand how they can participate in creating the standards. We have around 15 st active standards right now, ranging across you know, compute and graphics and neural network and vision processing. Uh, we have about 140 members, ranging from everyone from Google and Apple, uh, very large companies, you know, all the way down to single-person startup companies. Uh, but we have a good quorum of the hardware community, um, the GPU vendors, DSP vendors, vision processor vendors, uh, you know, are perhaps the, the, the key part of our membership because we are bringing software and enabling them with that latest generations of you know, silicon technology. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, this is a very big software challenge uh, on the neural networks front. So talk to me about the impetus for uh, developing some kind of standardization. And, and from what I understand, by the way, this uh, the standard you're creating is framework independent. So it will work across, say, for instance, TensorFlow and these, and these other different frameworks, correct? That's right. So the um, we've been kind of behind the scenes active in neural network acceleration for a while. Um, the, the new um, standard we have is called NNEF, Neural Network Exchange Format. And it's a uh, file format that lets people exchange fully trained neural networks. So, but to understand how it kind of fits into the big picture, you know, the Kronos APIs have been used for actually accelerating training and inferencing for a while. Now we have the compute APIs like OpenCL, uh, you have uh, GPU APIs like OpenGL and Vulkan, which you know, many people would use to either train their frameworks, which as you know typically happens on the desktop or the cloud, and to also to accelerate the inferencing end of the neural net. Uh, picture, which is when you have a probably a small device, you know, perhaps a you know, security camera or something that's doing 
in a vision and image recognition. You need to accelerate that on a low-cost processor. People would use uh, APIs like OpenCL or OpenVX, which is our vision accelerator uh, API, for running those acceleration operations uh, in real time. But the industry has kind of a, a, a classic interoperability problem. You have the, the training side, which is, again, on PCs or the cloud, and you have many awesome training frameworks, you know, TensorFlow, Cafe2, you know, Torch, m many others, and more coming every day, dozens of uh, training frameworks uh, that are being used to train and create uh, a, a trained network, which you can encapsulate as a, you know, a topology of the network and the weights I internally to that network. And then on, then you have uh, the, the problem that you want to inference it and actually use it in a product in a field uh, like a camera. Again, you have lots of hardware acceleration architectures you know, on the on the deployment and inferencing side. The focus is much more on low power, uh, low cost, um, and so you can again have you know, probably you know, dozens of different hardware architectures you know, competing in the market to be the most effective uh, inferencing engine. And that can be you know, GPUs, it can be DSPs, it can be FPGAs, dedicated hardware uh, of various um, shapes and sizes. So we have these two communities. We have the training uh, tool community, and we have the inferencing community, the embedded hardware and software community trying to build products and use these trained frameworks. And so we have dozens of trainers and training frameworks and dozens of inferencing engines, and they're all trying to communicate. And at the moment, we have a classic <laughs> industry fragmentation problem in that all of the training frameworks are using proprietary uh, network description formats, and therefore all of the inferencing guys are faced with the problem of having to you know, import dozens of different formats depending on the training tools that they want to use. So the idea of NNEF is, is very simple. Uh, it's a single royalty-free open standard that everyone can, can use if, if they choose to. And if the uh, training frameworks export to NNEF, it means that they can easily take those trained frameworks into any inferencing hardware and product uh, that wants to use a trained framework, they can just import a single framework you know, um, through the NNEF format. This is really quite an undertaking, <laughs> it sounds like to me, um, uh, to, make, to make all of this portable and somewhat standardized. And you hit on an important point, obviously, that there are two different communities. What are, Do they share mostly the same challenges, or, or what are some of the specific focal points for development teams working on the standard for training and then for inference? So the, I mean, obviously the, the basic technology uh, is the same, whether you're training or whether you're in inferencing, you know, the same basic understanding around um, the, the neural network topology you know, is, is, is shared between those two, two communities. I think on the, for the, for the training community, um, the, the the emphasis is much more on um, flexibility 
and programmability. Um, the training frameworks tend to be you know, constantly innovating, kind of out ahead of the curve, and it's and it's awesome to see you know how much you know, innovation is going into uh, creating new ways of training uh, networks and you know, fast authoring of uh, new new network topologies. Whereas the uh, inferencing side, it that by definition because they're taking trained frameworks and you know, getting them into a product cycle that you know, can often include hardware design. They tend to be you know, a few months behind. <laughs> but the, and the emphasis for the for the inferencing and deployment guys, particularly in the in the embedded space, um, you know, cars, cameras, drones, robots, whatever wherever you're using your neural networks, uh, the emphasis tends to be on cost, power uh, and performance. So mm -hmm. the same technology is in play, but you know the different perspectives on on what's important in the training and in inferencing side. Mm -hmm. But but the the common link between the two is the fact that you can describe a neural network, um, you know, a topology, and the weights that have been uh, a result of the training. The and that's the common link, and, th and that's why we've, you know, we've we saw the opportunity to create NNEF. The training networks need to output a format, and the inferencing and hardware guys need to you know, import a format. So that's the the common a common language that we can um, you know, connect these two communities with. Uh, any effective standard in the industry you know, is trying to connect two two communities and you know, to improve the efficiency of that communication. That that's where you know, the basic value of any interoperability uh, standard comes from. Mm -hmm. I, I'm guessing you get a lot of insight from your role at NVIDIA as developer ecosystem vice president, where you, you probably get an earful, don't you, about some of the challenges of interoperability. Um, sure. Did that feed into the work you've done here for Kronos? Sure. Yeah, no, NVIDIA is a member of Kronos, and you know, we, we want to see uh, neural network technology is widely deployed uh, as as possible, and it was it was interesting. You know, the not just Nvidia, but from from many other places. As we were starting uh, NNEF, the the key concern that we all had, and we were worried that we were making you know, a classic standardization mistake. And that, that and that mistake is, you know, are you going too soon? Are you trying to standardize something before it should be standardized? You know, and it's a mistake that you no. Know, most standards organizations, including Kronos, we've made in the past, is saying we're so keen to help <laughs> solve a problem, but we dive in too quickly uh, before people have really figured out how to solve the problem at all, you know, in their own proprietary ways, um, which means it's way too early to, to try and standardize and agree. You can't agree on the best way if no one knows you know, internally what, what they would regard as the best way. But in the end, um, I think we uh, convinced ourselves, and I think it's it's turning out to be demonstrably the case that it that it wasn't too soon. We we actually do have this pretty critical fragmentation that's holding back the industry, and I think the realization is, as you say, it's quite a technical challenge to describe every neural net in the universe, and you know, that we're not trying to do that. The realization was that even with all of the progress and the research uh, that the, the training community is doing, there is a 
good established uh, subset of the uh, neural network topologies that are being deployed you know, in real products today. There's going to be new ones and there's going to be lots of advances, but there is enough that is commonly decided and widely used in the industry that it was a useful exercise to figure out a way of you know, effectively describing that well-known set of neural network topologies. And that's what uh, NNEF 1.0 no, has done. We've deliberately um, kept the scope of the first generation of the standard to describe the stuff that the industry really understands and there's no no discussion about whether it, whether it's useful or not. It's the parts uh, of the neural network landscape that are being widely used. That's what we've tried to capture in NAF 1.0 and that, you know, that's turned out to be a really useful subset for, for folks. Mm -hmm. But hand in hand with that is the realization that you know, we've just given ourselves a job for life. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> Good for better there are worse words. things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, because if NNEF is going to remain you know, uh, vibrant and relevant, uh, we have to keep up. So as new um, technologies and new ways of describing and training networks come into wide industry usage, you know, we, NNEF has to rapidly evolve to include those uh, technologies too. But you know, the, the, the group is up, up for that. Mm -hmm. And I just want to make this clear too. When I first saw the announcement, I thought, well, that that is a little too ahead of the curve to standardize on frameworks. And then I, mm -hmm. I read closer and found that um, I thought this description was useful. You were calling it a, uh, even though <laughs> it's confusing in its own right, but a PDF format for neural networks. So it's really a data structure format, right? Yeah, and and that's really important to to understand. The we're kind of um, very neutral. No, we we we're not trying to, n not that we would, but you know, NNEF is definitely not trying to dictate to the training community how they train the network. No, we really are completely agnostic to that, and we you know we want people to figure out amazing ways of training. Um, but in the end, you, know, you are exporting you know, a graph topology with the weights, and and that's that's all that we encapsulate. And similarly for the uh, the inferencing community, again, we don't dictate. And again, this is another kind of a good principle for any successful industry standard. You should always enable innovation and competition in the implementation or the usage of the standard. You know, the, a, a standard that tries to over-dictate how uh, it gets implemented you know, becomes you know, uninteresting because people can't use it to differentiate and compete in the industry. So, so NNEF... You know, it doesn't dictate at all, at all how you accelerate uh, an NNEF uh, network. Again, it's just the, the topology that you know, an inferencing engine can use and accelerate however it wishes. You know, and there are going to be lots of inferencing engines that you know, uh, take that network and do interesting things with it in innovative ways. Mm -hmm. uh, it seems like inferencing is where a lot of the cutting-edge framework stuff is happening now that people feel they have training down to something of a science. It's sort of the... The next frontier, which is interesting. Um, just, just out of curiosity, you, you um, obviously had a lot of success over the years as, as a group, as Kronos Group, with OpenCL and some of the other um, higher-level interface language efforts, um, getting those adopted in terms of a wider community. What is your strategy uh, for getting this adopted and getting awareness out there? Who, who do you approach first, and when, and why, and where? 
That that's a great a great question. And getting things accepted by the industry, it's it's partly um, trying to do the right thing. It's partly luck as well. It, it, it you have to not only have the right thing, but have it the at the right time and and be able to get the message out so people can understand what it is you're trying to do and recognize the benefits uh, to them. So, you know, kernels tends to be very, I call it Darwinian. Um, you know, we try try to do stuff that's relevant to the industry. Life's too short and we're all too busy to do stuff that you know, isn't going to add any value. So things that, that actually begin to get industry uh, acceptance, you know, we, that's where we focus our resources. Um, the, the 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 key thing I think is um, this is quite a new field, and um, we do have to get the message out there. Which is I'm delighted to be talking to you, so you can help us. <laughs> you're you're welcome. <laughs> so you're lucky it's very interesting technically. <laughs> <laughs> Phew. So um, and it's interesting that but back to the point that you know are we too soon we're, we're actually quite glad you know, we're we're not the only game in town you might have come across an ONNX um which is uh, another uh, interchange format you know, it's an mm-hmm. open source project originally initiated by by Facebook so which i actually regard as a positive and healthy thing and you know, in, this industry is so young it would be kind of weird if there was only one um, kind of proposal on how we how we do this kind of thing, and but and that's doing the same thing though. That's that's the same sort of effort uh, by coming up with a format. I thought it was a little different. Like they were trying to standardize on frameworks, uh, also. It it is pretty much, it's a lot of similarity. Uh, it is a it's a format like uh, an NEF. Um, the I think there are some key differences, and again, you know, we're. Kernels, we're just interested in helping the industry move forward. You know, we, we actually like competition. We like that there's multiple mm-hmm. people trying to figure this out. Um, but f- from um, it seems that at the moment, and ONNX has a slightly different focus. Their main focus um, is helping uh, the different training frameworks interchange intermediately trained framework so if you want to do the front end of your training in tensorflow and then switch over to cafe 2 no uh, you can you need to send that file format no, a mm-hmm. description of that uh, semi-trained network from one framework to the other now you could use nnef for that um, but that hasn't been the main focus our main focus design focus has been going from the inferencing side into sorry from the training side into the inferencing side um, now, I think you could use ONNX for that, but just going from their um, positioning and looking at the, the good stuff that they've been doing, you know, their main focus seems to be authoring interchange. Our main focus seems to be you know, getting from training over to the hardware community uh, for inferencing, which kind of mm-hmm. makes sense because, as I mentioned at the beginning, you know, a large part of Kronos's membership is the hardware community trying to figure out how to deploy neural nets and from a technical point of view the um there, there are a lot of similarities uh between ONNX and NNEF we both have four letter acronyms <laughs> okay very good <laughs> with, with okay. NNN <laughs> but from 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 a technical point of view the uh the ONNX description tends to be is is flat 
you know, it's just a straightforward description of these are all the nodes are and these were where the weights are. NNEF has that, but in a, in addition, it has what we call composite nodes, where you can actually roll up a part of the network into a composite function description, and and you can pack it and unpack it, and that is something that we've learned over the years is really important for the hardware community. Very often, a, p a particular piece of hardware is able to take a whole subgraph and run it in one shot, perhaps on one kind of processor. Um, and so being able to roll up bits uh, of the overall network into a composite operation and, and then unroll it again if you need to is, is really useful for optimizing the network for execution on hardware architectures, which I which I guess is why you know, we've put a, so far we've put a little bit more effort into into that uh, mm -hmm. aspect of it. I can see how that would have very big value. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Right. Right. Very good. Well, uh, Neil Trevitt, Vice President, Developer Ecosystem, uh, uh, Vice President of the Developer Ecosystem at NVIDIA, and President of the Kronos Group. Thank you so much for telling us about this new standard. We appreciate your time. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. It's good to talk to you. Thank you, and thank everyone for listening. Have a great day.